0: to the hen l sports podcast with your hosts
1: henry and elliot and today guys we will once again have our special guest andrew here say hi andrew
2: what's up guys
0: andrew we really like having you as a special guest we might even ask you to be on the guest regularly but we'll, ta- well let's talk about that after
1: um yeah and guys today's um Today's podcast will be about the uh, NBA season and what we think will happen with the rest of it and if it will be played, and also a quick little lottery mock draft if the season were to be ended today. So what are your guys' opinions on um, what what do you guys think will happen with the rest of the uh, NBA season?
2: Well, Henry, uh, me personally, I believe that the rest of the season will be canceled, including the playoffs. I just don't think they will be able to uh, ensure player and fan safety going on uh, throughout the season playing. Because this uh, pandemic, it's very serious. And to put the players and fans and even staff at risk, it's just not worth playing. And I think there's even talks of the potential uh, delay, the 2020-2021 NBA season. So uh, I think this season will definitely uh, be canceled. I think uh, that's where the NBA is leaning towards right now, uh, canceling the rest of the regular season and playoffs. And you could definitely look for a potential delay in next season.
0: I actually personally believe that they will cancel the rest of the regular season and have the standings as is, but have a shorter playoff where it's like either five or three-game series just to make it go quicker so you can have the NBA season how it usually is. Yeah, I can do that. It's going to be very – oh.
1: Uh yeah I, I tend to agree with uh, Andrew here because I just think it's not a big enough it's not a big enough reward for the NBA to play the rest of the season as it, as of is risk because they could lose a lot of money if a player were to get sick again and or some, some, somehow die and it's just not worth it for the NBA to do it and I think that therefore they're going to make the hopefully the smart decision and can't cancel it Although I, I want them to play because I mean I I've watched more NBA this year than I've have ever in my entire life, and I just think it's it's gonna be hard seeing it all canceled.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I have to agree with you and uh, player uh, player safety and uh, health of the player should always and most definitely during this time be first priority. And I think the NBA has done a great job of that, uh, canceling the season fairly early. Although it's disappointing that we aren't able to watch NBA basketball, most likely NBA playoffs, which is always entertaining. I think it was definitely the right move. And uh, I hopefully will look uh, forward into seeing the 2020-2021 NBA season on time and ready to play by October, November-ish.
0: So, saying that if the NBA season does get canceled and the playoffs, would there be a declared champion of the league, or would it kind of just cancel? What, Andrew? Do you know, sir? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm actually pretty familiar with the NBA rulebook, and there has been a rule and stated that, uh that the team with the best record after the All-Star break should be declared champion if the season is canceled and ended early. So in this case, it would be the Los Angeles Lakers uh, being declared NBA champions. But we'll have to see what the NBA does. And what, yeah, what they will do with the rest of the season, potentially maybe even playing out the playoffs and just canceling the rest of the regular season. So we'll have to see what they do on that.
1: Yeah, and saying potentially that they do play the uh, rest of the season, why don't we all give our our uh, Eastern and Western Conference representatives into the finals and who we think are the NBA champions would be?
2: All right, Henry, I have to say that I think the Bucks will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Uh, they've just been uh, a powerhouse uh, throughout the season, having the best record in the NBA. Giannis Antetokounmpo has just carried them all the way. He's a great, he's just a phenomenal player. And uh, in the Western Conference, I believe that the Los Angeles Clippers uh, would play the box in the finals i think uh Kawhi leonard paul george they're just very clutch players i mean they're one of the they're both top players in the nba i think they just thrive under the pressure especially in playoffs you can see their performances especially last year Kawhi leonard winning an nba championship bringing it to for toronto and he just uh thrived in the playoffs so I think the Los Angeles Clippers would make the finals. And overall, I think uh, the Clippers would win the NBA championship over the Bucks because I think uh, the Clippers are a more well-rounded team and they have a better bench and more experience too. I,
0: I would have to agree with you from Eastern Conference standpoint. I think the Bucks would have been... The representative to enter the nba finals from the eastern conference but i have to disagree i think that the los angeles lakers and their size being so much larger than the los angeles clippers in my eyes those are the two best teams in the western conference so i think they would have played in the western conference finals if possible but um with Anthony Davis being three inches taller than um, than the Clippers' best center. It's just I think the size will overwhelm them, and Anthony Davis would have taken over that series. But so Lakers Bucks NBA Finals. I think Giannis will get his first ring and first Finals MVP to take down the Lakers if the se- if the playoffs would have happened.
1: Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna disagree a little bit with both with with both of you. Um, I surprisingly think the Celtics will come out of the uh, Eastern Conference because um, I think that uh, Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker are two of the most underrated players in the NBA right now, and Jason Tatum is is one of the most clutch players when it comes to the playoffs, as the one year. He um, made it to the playoffs, and I think it was they. Their best player was either Isaiah Thomas or Kyrie. I don't remember. They made it all the way to the um, the semifinals and almost beat LeBron. And um, that's that. I think that's they'll just be it. J- Tatum and they'll find a very good Brad Stevens will come up with a very intelligent way to stop Giannis from scoring. And um, from the West, I do have the Lakers coming out. I think it's this is with. I um say the Kobe this is this is for they'll be do LeBron's gonna do it for Kobe. Um I don't I don't really mean to bring him, but this is I mean, this is that just made him want to win more. I mean, LeBron's on his way to winning his fifth MVP. And I just think that the Lakers are gonna overpower when I think the Clippers will be in the Western Conference Finals. And I do think the Lakers will win the NBA Finals, as Elliot said. Um and because they're just, they're just the best team in the NBA
0: did you say sorry to interrupt you Andrew but did you say that LeBron was on his way to his fifth MVP meeting you think he'll win it this year um
1: I do believe he, he um most likely should I think he is the most deserving player of it right now but I don't know if he will win I think he probably most likely at this point would win it but I don't I don't know for sure
2: yeah, I would like to add one more thing, and then I would like to ask a follow up question to what Elliot said. But so Henry mentioned the Celtics, and I think that was very interesting. He mentioned their playoff run uh, two years ago, I believe, and that w- they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals with uh, Jason Tatum being just a rookie, and he shined in that series, and they took it to seven games with prime LeBron in the Cavaliers. LeBron and always prime. <laughs> that's, that's very true. But, I mean, this was a very impressive series by uh, Jason Tatum in the Celtics. And I believe Kyrie Irving was on that team. And he was injured. I mean, you had a rookie, Jason Tatum, carrying this Celtics team to almost the finals appearance, which I believe... Is very interesting knowing that he has more experience this year and he he's just looking more like a superstar. So, as Henry said, I mean, the Celtics are definitely contenders, but me personally, I believe uh, the Bucks is just the better team. But,
0: Sorry to interrupt you a little bit, Andrew, but I think Terry Rozier, if I recall, had a very, very good series against that team, too.
2: Yeah, he stepped up uh, uh, because Kyrie Irving was injured during that season, but or not the playoffs. I'm sorry, guys. But I have to, I have a question for you guys. Who would you Who do you guys think would be the league MVP if the season stopped today?
1: Um, I would probably have to go with. As I said, I think LeBron is the most likely player to win the MVP this year, just after. Every just after he's coming close to averaging a triple double, and he's on one of the best teams in the league, I just think it's LeBron's year to win the MVP. Because you could give it to LeBron any year. I just think he's having a better season than he's had in a while, stats wise and record wise and team wise. I just think he is the most deserving of it.
0: I would have to disagree. I think he'll be the right. uh, Giannis onto the coup.
1: Sorry, guys, for the uh, interruption. We are having a little Sorry. bit of technical difficulties. We apologize for this. Elliot, are you there? Yeah. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Would you mind repeating what you were saying?
0: Yeah. So, I think LeBron will be runner-up to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, the team that is around him is, is a lot worse without him. And so that just is very, very impressive and how good he makes his teammates.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with Elliot on this one. As he was saying, uh, the team around him is just less talented than uh, the Lakers supporting cast for LeBron. I think, and that's the key part in the most value Valuable player. It's not just the best player, but it's the most valuable player to it. I way more valuable than LeBron is valuable to the Lakers. I think Giannis the guys. There is very nice. I mean, I believe he's averaging around 30 points and 14 rebounds, which is unheard of. Especially for a small forward, power forward ish type player, along with averaging around six assists, which is just crazy. And let alone LeBron has a, a way better supporting cast, as I mentioned. And second star in Chris Middleton, and not much after that.
0: Yeah, it was. Giannis is having a
2: more impressive season. Oh.
0: The official stats for Giannis in fifty in his 57 games he played will round up to 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists. So you are right on. And 30% shooting from 3-point land, which is just for a 6'11", six, 7-foot six beast that runs at you and can also spot up for a 3, it's, it's unheard of.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would have to agree with that. And that's why I believe... Giannis Antetokounmpo should be the league MVP if this season uh, ended
1: today. I I, I could see it going either way. I just think LeBron is just having one of those seasons that he's going to most likely come close to averaging a triple-double, and I just think he's the most deserving. But let's move on to our main topic for today's uh, podcast, Um, the quick NBA mock draft. As we all know, there is still the lottery, so these picks aren't final. And obviously, there's a lot to change. These picks probably won't be the same as it actually happens. But let's start um with the Golden State Warriors, at number one.
2: All
0: right. Andrew?
2: Yeah, I'll start. So going number one to the Golden State, I have Anthony Edwards. I mean, most people already know how talented this kid is. And just a reminder, he had a phenomenal year at Georgia. I mean, he averaged averaged 20-something points, and he was just a phenomenal player. I think he's the clear-cut number one here to
0: the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I would, yeah, I
1: would agree um, with Andrew. Uh, the Warriors are do already have a very talented shooting guard. Obviously, they have one of the best shooters of all time in Klay Thompson. But I think there's a good chance they could move him to the, the small forward, slash the three, whatever you want to call it um and they slide Anthony Edwards in at the 2 as they find they get another like instead of a shooter they get more of an attack the rim guy with a pull-up jumper instead of a guy who's just going to launch 10 threes a game i think he fits the warriors offense cuz he cuz he's a good shooter also and i think he's just the best fit for the warriors
0: anthony edwards stats in 32 games at georgia was 19 points Five rebounds and three assists. So it's definitely amazing stats. But my number one for the Golden Warriors was James Wiseman because I think that Anthony Edwards is a clear is a great scorer, and so is many other people in these in this draft. But I think the that they acquired in the trade deadline is going to play the small forward position. Draymond at power forward, and obviously the Splash Brothers at the 1-2, and then just adding a young, good athletic center in James Wiseman, and that defensive front court with Draymond Green and James Wiseman is going to be unheard of.
2: Yeah, but Elliot, you mentioned uh, Andrew Wiggins, and there's actually been uh, rumblings around the league saying uh, the Warriors might be looking to trade him for a potential another first-round pick. So that should be interesting to watch there. And that's why I think Anthony Edwards might be a better fit. Uh, expecting that they trade Andrew Wiggins, but also I have to add on uh, Anthony Edwards. He kind of reminds me of a young Andre. Guad- uh, just a pure scorer and an attacker. Not much. I mean, he's not the. He's a great. He's a good three point shooter, but that's definitely not a specialty. I would say. I would say he's more of an attacker. And that kind of gives me a little reminder of young Andre Iguodala and uh, the Warriors. I mean, he was a finals MVP for the Warriors. So I think, uh, especially with the small forward position lacking, if they trade Andrew Wiggins, I think they
0: could convert Anthony Edwards to that position or Clay Thompson. They could flip-flop
2: them at at the two and three.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's it for the number one pick. Uh, let's move on to the number two pick as the Cavs have this pick. Um I have as Elliot mentioned before, I have James Wiseman going here. Although they do already have Andre Drummond. I don't think he's the center of their fu- the future. I think he all he will be traded and I think they want to build uh a younger team with Garland and Sexton at the one two along with James Wiseman playing the center and they'll eventually get a um they'll eventually fill out their forwards. But I think he's just that it's a it's a guy that they want that they want and he's just gonna fit there with that young talented group.
2: Yeah, I believe uh with the second pick of the Cleveland Cavaliers will James Wise also. Uh, and as Henry mentioned uh there's been reports saying Andrew
1: Sorry, guys, uh, we're having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here, but um, we'll hold on for a second as if we see if we can figure this out. Andrew, are you still there? Andrew? We're sorry, guys, for the uh, technical difficulties, but we're going to continue with um, Andrew uh, talking about how James Wiseman is a good fit for the Cavs.
2: Yes, uh, I think James Wiseman will be a perfect fit for the Cleveland Cavaliers because even though they do currently have Andre Drummond, who is – the best rebounder in the NBA, on their roster right now. I don't think he's a part of their future plan uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is expected to either opt out of his contract and pursue uh, other options in free agency, or he should be uh, traded by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I think James Wiseman will be a perfect fit for them, expecting that Andre Drummond will not be on the team next year. And I think James Wiseman fits uh, the plan for a younger team for the Cleveland Cavaliers, because I think they're focusing more on their future instead of adding star players right now.
0: My number two was Obi Toppin going to the Cavs in my mock draft. Um, I think even though... Drummond is not in their future plans. Tristan Thompson is, and I think they will be a very good front court together, Obi Toppin and Tristan Thompson for the future. Um, Let's move on to number three now. Um, I had Anthony Edwards here. Both of you guys had him going number one, but I think he will be a perfect fit next to D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, and kind of like a Devin Booker that – The Timberwolves wanted, but instead of training for him, you could
1: draft. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree here. I'm going to go with um, LaMelo Ball from overseas. As you guys probably know, Lonzo Ball, his brother is in the NBA. He plays point guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. But I think he's like, he's the most unique athlete in this draft as he's about, I think he's somewhere between 6'6 and 6'8, but he plays point guard. And I think the Timberwolves want somebody so that they can play D'Angelo Russell off the ball, and it makes more sense for him to be a shooting guard and have LaMelo Ball play point
2: guard? Yeah, I would have to agree with Henry on this. I think uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves will select uh, LaMelo Ball with the number three pick in the NBA draft. I think LaMelo Ball is one of the most complete, if not the most complete players in this draft. I think he is a very skilled passer, and he has very good court vision, as well as a scorer. So, I think he will fit the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves system with D'Angelo Russell playing off ball and a great all star big man in Carl Anthony Towns. So, I think LaMelo Ball will be selected by the Minnesota Timberwolves with the number three pick. Yeah, let's
0: and if you want to continue us on to pick four?
2: Yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah, Anthony, so. Yeah, so with the fourth pick, I think uh, the Atlanta Hawks will select Isaac Okoro from Auburn University. I think he's a very great defender. He's a great defender, and I think uh, he will fit the Atlanta Hawks' uh, future plan, going with a younger team. And it will kind of fill their need in the power forward, small forward area, which they don't have too much talent in. And I think he will go great with uh, Trey Young because Trey Young normally needs the ball in his hands. And Isaac Okoro normally plays off-ball, so that's very good for them. And I think he will go well with John Collins. And uh, a lot of you might forget, but they actually traded for uh, Clint Capella from the Houston Rockets earlier this season. So I think uh, Isaac Okoro will be a great fit for their system and complete their lineup.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit here with you, Andrew, and um I think that uh the Hawks here will go with Obi Toppin, because I think there's a bigger need there, and I think Clint Capella is not in their future, and they're better off running with John Collins at the center position and Obi Toppin at the power forward, as it's better off for them to run more of a pick-and-pop type offense, because Clint Capella and John Collins aren't very good shooters, and I don't think Isaac Okoro is the greatest shooter, and... um they already have uh, shooting guards and small forwards in their future. Future, excuse me. Um, like Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and Kevin Herder, and I think that they're just better off drafting a power forward here.
0: Um, Henry, just a note on that. John Collins has actually been significant from three this year, shooting forty forty point one to be exact.
1: Yeah, but it depends um, on how many how many shot attempts is that on Elliot?
0: Um, one second, let me. Check. I know it's at least two or three, which is still great for a um
1: for a, I mean, three attempts is not very is not much you can base it
0: on though. I'm just saying forty percent is forty percent. But let me get to my fourth overall pick. Where I have LaMelo ball. And I think he can play off the ball and Trey Young kind of being the ball handler. But then again, he could also play back a point guard when Trey Young needs a break, and I think the mellow ball is very much needed in size to that backcourt um, with Trey Young being a little smaller on the smaller side and I think it's a perfect fit but anyway our hometown Detroit Pistons I think will take Onyeka Okongwu, and, and if I'm not mistaken we all have the same pick here.
1: Yes we all do I
2: believe. Yeah, I have Onyeka Okongwu going uh, number five to the Detroit Pistons. I think right now he's the best fit for their future, especially with Andre Drummond being dealt. We need another big man on roster, and I think he's one of the most skilled big mans behind James Wiseman. So I think he's a great fit. He's young. He only played one season at uh, USC. He's, uh, he's a great fit for this team, and I think uh, he'll pair well with Christian Wood and Blake Griffin in that front court.
1: Yeah, let's move on here to the number six pick. If I'm not mistaken, I think we also all have this as the same pick in uh, the New York Knicks taking their point guard of the future, um, Cole Anthony from North North Carolina. The um, the Knicks have struggled at the point guard position for a while, and I think this is the type of player a jump out of the gym type of point guard who's going who will develop a three-point shot and eventually be one of the best point guards in the nba
2: actually henry uh i do not have uh cole anthony going number six to the Knicks. i have denny avdiha out of i believe israel he is a star player uh overseas he's one of the best uh prospects in this draft very he's a very complete player he's been playing against pros since a teen, since he's been a teenager i mean this guy has developed his game against the pros and he's just a very complete player as i mentioned and i think uh the nicks have had a great uh fortune drafting uh, overseas players recently with Kristaps Porzingis, so I think they might roll the dice on uh, Denny Avdiha out of Israel and pick him. Plus, they're really in need in the small forward shooting guard area because Kevin Knox, who they drafted the other year, he has just not lived up to his potential and I think they need someone to fill in that small forward and I think Denny is a very complete player and could fill that role.
0: I have Cole Anthony here as well as Henry does. Um, the point guard position for the uh, for the New York Knicks has not looked very delightful. You have three young point guards that you hope that can develop, but in Frank Ntilikina, Alfred Payton getting on the older side, and um, Dennis Smith Jr. But I think they need to restart. And go with Cole Anthony here to be their future point guard. And let's go to the Bulls pick on number seven. Let's speed it up a little bit. I have Denny Deha. Not much more to be said from what Andrew explained to him. Um, played against the pros um, and very complete. Who do you have,
2: Andrew? Uh, I actually have Obi Toppin out of Dayton. He actually won uh, the Wooden Award for National Player of the Year in college this year. And I think he is just a great attacker. He's great. He's a very strong player. And I think that's what the Bulls need. I mean, they haven't had uh, too many strong players in their time at the at the big man right now. They have Laurie Markkinen, who's just a lengthy player. He could stretch the floor, but he's not very uh, strong and can't handle the big guys inside. And they have Wendell Carter Jr., who is very new to the team, Is very new to the NBA. He's only been in the NBA a couple years, I think two years, if I'm not mistaken. And he just needs to develop more, and I think Obi Toppin would be a good fit to pair up with Wendell Carter and Laurie Markman.
1: Uh, I'm going to disagree, actually, with both of you guys here. And I'm going to go with Isaac Okoro because I think the uh, Bulls have their two main scorers of the future. And they already have their front court of the future. I'm not sure what they want to do at shooting guard, but I think Isaac Okoro can play some shooting guard and small forward. But I think Kobe White is the point guard of the future. And they have their Lori Markkinen, who is the power forward of the future, and Wendell Carter Jr., who is the center of the future. And I think they need a little more defense because – Kobe White and um, Lori Markin aren't very talented defenders, and I think it just makes more sense to draft a defender here for the Bulls. But let's move on to uh, the Horn at the number eight.
0: Whoa, whoa, you forgetting about me?
1: Oh, my bad. Sorry, Elliot.
0: Um, speaking of the Bulls, you forgot about their best player on the team, Zach Levine, is their shooting guard of the future?
1: Uh, you could say that, Possibly.
0: Um. So I'm taking Denny DeHa, the small forward from Israel, and I think he's just gonna help, just all around, everywhere. I think he's gonna help this team because that's the really one really weak point is the small forward position.
1: Yeah. Let's uh move on as I said before to number eight in the Hornets. So Andrew, would you like to start?
2: Yeah, I think uh, that the Hornets are going to draft uh, Precious Chiwa, who is a freshman uh, power forward, small forward type player at uh, out of Memphis. Uh, Precious Chiwa had a great year. He, I'm pretty sure, he won Freshman of the Year in the American Athletic Conference at Memphis. He's just an amazing player, very athletic, and he's just a scorer, rebounder. He can do it all. Really, plays great defense. He just needs to develop a little more, I think, his game. He doesn't really have much of an outside shot, but once he gets that down, I think he'll be very talented and he'll fit the Hornets very well. I think they need uh, more of a scorer, and Chiwa can definitely uh, do that for them.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to go a different route here, and I think the um, Hornets are in need of a point guard. Um, I think that... Uh, Terry Ro- Rozier is not the point guard of the future And I think they're better off going with the point guard here And I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton Out of Iowa State I know a lot of people probably don't know about him As Iowa State was not very good And he was hurt half the year But I do think that he is the second I think the second best point guard in this in this draft And I think he's a, be- a very good fit As he is a decent, pretty good shooter He has a lot of size for the point guard position And fits um, the Hornets very well
0: um, I have the Hornets taking Isaac Okoro because I think they have their backcourt set for the future. and um, Devonte Graham being the shooting guard and Terry Rozier being the point guard. I have to disagree with you there, Henry. But um, I and I think their front and I think that their uh, front court is looking good with a young uh, with a young PJ Washington, and I think Okoro fits right in.
1: Yeah, Um. let's move on now to the number nine pick, and I think the uh, Wizards have this pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Wizards have this yeah. pick. And Andrew, would you like to start?
2: Yes, I would, and I think they will, the Wizards, the Washington Wizards will pick at number nine, R.J. Hampton. Some of you guys might not be familiar with him because he chose the overseas route and the professional route over uh, playing college basketball. But he had a phenomenal year playing in the Australian Basketball League. And he he just a very well uh, put together player. He can do it all, really. He's a great scorer, great passer. He plays at the shooting guard spot and and sometimes even the point guard spot. He's a really good facilitator. And I think uh, he will perfectly fit the Wizards role because he could definitely play off ball. He's an off ball scorer. With great vision, so I think he could uh, with John Wall and Bradley Beal and assert that future with the backcourt.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna actually disagree a little bit here. I think they do have their backcourt of the future with Bradley Beal and John Wall. I think John Wall still has a few good years of hit in him, and I think they will go a different route and go for a small forward here in Sadiq Bay out of Villanova. I think he's a very underrated prospect, and a lot of people don't know about him. He was a leading scorer on the Villanova team, who was probably going to be a two seed in the NCAA tournament, and I think he he's just uh, the best fit here for the Wizards.
0: Um, I have another small forward. Or sorry, I just sorry I was looking at the wrong person. Killian Hayes, combo uh, guard, took the overseas route as well. Or not overseas; he's just from overseas, and um. I think he is a good – I think they're going to either get rid of one of the – they're going to split up their backboard in John Juan Bradley Peel. So I think he could take over that role of one of the two.
1: Yeah, let's uh, now move on to the number 10 pick in the draft. And I think that, is, that belongs to the Phoenix Suns. And Andrew, would you like to start us off here?
2: Yes, I would. And I believe uh, the Phoenix Suns at number 10, they will draft uh, Cole Anthony – from North Carolina. And there's a lot of hype around him. He was the number one overall prospect in the 2019 recruiting class. Had kind of a disappointing year at North Carolina. Uh, the team just not doing so good, weren't expected to make the NCAA tournament based off their uh, play, regular season play. And he, Cole, partially because Cole Anthony was injured most of the season. So I think. But Cole Anthony is still an incredible player. As I mentioned, he was the number one uh, prospect in the 2019 recruiting class. I think he is a great scorer, great passer, just a great all-around player. Definitely needs to work on his defense a little more and develop that. But overall, great player, as I mentioned. And I think uh, the Suns will pick him to go along with Devin Booker in that backcourt.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna uh, disagree here. I think the Suns will um, pair up a different guy here, and I think they will draft RJ Hampton, as you mentioned earlier before. And I think he's um, a lot, as Andrew said before. Uh, he not a lot of people know about him as he played in New Zealand this year, but I think he is. Um, he he fits very well with uh, Devin Booker as he's kind of a quiet guy, but just gets it done. And he he's a very talented scorer, and I think that's enough. The, the Suns are in desperate need of a point guard, and I think he's a fit.
0: Um, I have them taking a forward here in Jaden McDaniel's because I think the Suns roster is very um is very set for the future. I mean, Ricky Rubio has been a phenomenal point guard for this Phoenix Suns team, facilitating and playing some good defense when he needs or and scoring when he needs to so i have them taking Jaden mcdaniel's a forward out of washington had a very he had a very subtle um freshman season but he is load he's loaded with potential and i think that's what the suns need
1: yeah let's uh move on to the uh, 11th pick where the uh spurs own this pick andrew would you like to start once again
2: Yes, uh, I think the Spurs will take Killian Hayes out of France. As uh, Elliot mentioned, he's overseas. Not many people know about him, but he's a great scorer and a great passer. And he's a very uh, well-put-together player. I mean, he's an all-around player. He can do everything. He's been playing against pros for a while, being overseas. He took the pro route in France and has just thrived there. He's done very well over there, as I mentioned. So I think he will fit well with the Spurs uh, system. I think Greg Popovich will develop him well. And uh, they're kind of in need of a guard. They haven't really found their key guard since uh, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili have uh, retired. So I think Killian Hayes could definitely, uh, if he's developed right by Greg Popovich, which I think is a very good possibility, I think he could thrive there.
1: Uh yeah, I'm going dis- to go a different route here and I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey out of uh Kentucky, which is a big name. Um he's a shooting guard and I believe that the um the Spurs need a shooting guard. They have um they already have DeJounte Murray running the point. I think he's the point guard of the future, but I don't about they do have Bryn Forbes running at the 2. And I don't think he's the shooting guard of the future and I think Maxey's kind of a very quick guard, very athletic a guy who can get to the score on all three levels, and I think he's um, a complete guard who will be, fit very well in a system with Greg Popovich in his last few years.
0: Um, I have to agree with you, Henry. I have Tyrus Maxey going 11 to the Spurs. Everything you said was correct. Can't really add much, but do you think there's a possibility that, going back to what Andrew said about the uh, development, do you think there's a possibility that Greg Popovich could retire in the near future.
1: Yeah, I'd say there's a good chance of that, but I don't think this is uh this is the right time to talk about it. But because it's hard to tell, because he doesn't really know, he probably wants to finish on a better note than this. Um, but we'll see. So let's move on now to the twelfth pick here with the Sacramento Kings, and once again, we will have we would like to ask Andrew to start this.
2: Yes, and uh, I think the Sacramento Kings at the 12 spot, I think they're going to select Tyrese Halliburton, and I think he is just a great facilitator. He has great vision. He's not the best scorer. He's uh, very lengthy at that position, I believe. He's around 6'6", ish at the point guard position, which is very uh helpful to stretch the floor a little bit. He's He's great vision, as I mentioned, very good passer, and not the best score, but he can he can do it if he has to, and I think that's what the Kings need. I think he could play a little off-ball because of his height and help Deere and Fox a little and maybe even back him up at the point guard if they need him to.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go a different route here than Andrew, and I'm going to go with Jalen Smith out of Maryland. This is going to be a very shocking pick to a lot of people, but I think he's a very underrated prospect. He's very long. He's a great defender. Probably could have won the uh, def- Defensive Player of the Year in Big Ten. Um, also, is a very good scorer. Finally, started to develop a very good three point shot. Can run the floor. And I just think the even though they have uh, Marv- the Kings have Marvin Bagley, I think he, they might want to put, play him at the four or five and have both those guys start.
0: Yeah, I went a different route than both of you guys. I took um, precious of precious a Chua out of um, Memphis. Um, I think that uh, they need a small forward, and I think he fits right in. Having a good, he's he's just one of those guys that can do everything. Um, yeah, he's just yeah, he's he's precious a Chua.
1: All right, uh, let's move on now to the 13th pick, and the New Orleans Pelicans will be making this pick.
2: Yes, I believe that uh, the number 13 pick, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, will be selecting Nico Mannion. I think uh, they need a point guard to back up Lonzo Ball, and I think Nico Mannion uh, can do it. He's a very good passer and a great scorer at the same time. I think that... uh, Lonzo Ball might not be the best scorer, Nico Mannion could uh, bring some fire off the bench, provide a couple buckets for them, and also be a great facilitator and passer at the same time. He might not be the best defender, but I think uh, Drew Holiday and uh, Lonzo Ball could definitely provide that defense in that backcourt. So I think uh, they need a scorer, and Nico Mannion can do that as well as pass.
1: Yeah, I went a little, uh, very, very different route here. And I went with, uh, Devin Vassell, a, uh, very good two way, two way guard. Um, can score, I'd say, two, two levels. Maybe not a very good finisher around the rim, but definitely has that stroke figured out. It was the leading scorer on a Florida State team that was, that won the ACC this year, uh, instead of a team like Duke or Louisville. And, um, I think, the Pelicans need somebody like that because I think Drew Holiday is ent- entering the uh, decline of his career and I think they need somebody to re- there to replace him.
0: Um, yeah, I went a different route than both of you guys. I went with Theo Maladon, um, someone they can develop because I think he's, he's definitely a project and I think that they're kind of good for next year and so maybe eventually he'll take Alonzo Ball's spot when he wants a lot of money. And I think that's the perfect route for the Pelicans.
2: Yeah. And with our last pick that we're going to be covering, the 14th pick, which uh, the Trailblazers have, I personally have Jaden McDaniels going here out of Washington. Uh, Elliot had him going a little earlier than me. As he mentioned, he didn't have the best year this year, but he was a very high-profile recruit coming out of high school. He was a five-star top ten. Out of the 2019 class, he didn't have the best year at Washington for his freshman year, but he's still uh, going to the NBA draft, and he's just a very athletic player, great rebounder. He can play the small forward, power forward. He's a really good rebounder for his size, as I mentioned, and a really good scorer, too. So I think uh, that's what the Trailblazers need, because they have a great backcourt already, and they just need a big guy. Slash uh, forward, small forward, power forward ish, just to get in there, score, and rebound, and play some good defense. And I think Jada McDaniel's can provide all of that for them.
1: Yeah, I kind of went the same route as Andrew here, but with a different player, um, a guy you guys mentioned a little bit ago, uh, Denny of DHA. I think he is another one of those guys who is a project as he's coming from overseas, but I think he he also could make an instant impact for a Trail team that needs that. Up that third scorer as they lost use of Nur- Nurkic. We don't know how long he's out. I mean, they traded for Hassan Whiteside, but he's not that much of a scorer. And I think Denny Diha will be that other guy, that third scorer who can bring the Trailblazers to that next championship contender level.
0: And with the final pick of my mock draft, I took, I took, I made that the Trailblazers would take Jalen Smith's Um, Henry mentioned that earlier, but very lengthy, um, put on a lot of muscle from freshman to sophomore season, and I believe he can still put on some more muscle, but great defender, um, stretch big, can finish around the rim, um, definitely a two to three-level scorer, and I think he will fill the hole at the power forward position very well there in Portland.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to um, end our podcast here for today. And, yeah, uh,
0: just want to say thank you for listening. Hope you guys are staying safe. And, Andrew, thank you for being on the pod again.
2: Yeah, of course. It's always a pleasure being on here with you guys.
1: Yeah, and we'll see you guys next time on the Hennell Sports Podcast.